This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. I told you to change that. I told you to fix that because we fired Mike Casper <laughs> on Sunday. Although he will be back later today to pick up his car, so we'll probably rehire him for tomorrow. I thought that was his car down there. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what I'm going to do to it. It's got to be something fun. I've known him since 1989, and he's been going through a midlife crisis that entire time, I think. (laughs) Wow! He's he's always driving a Corvette or a Camaro or something like that, you know? When we first met... Here I am just fake-firing the guy, but you went right right for the throat, Chris. I was was driving a Mercury (laughs) station wagon at the time. What do you, what do you, what's your opinion about you, me? You know that if you drive a Mercury station wagon, you're not, you're not even allowed to go through a midlife crisis. No, no, no. I have a Mustang. What, what do you, what's your opinion of me? Oh, that's totally different. <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't, you know, Chevys. <laughs> oh. If you want to get on the list to be offended by Chris Walton today, just email chris at kboy.com. Oh, most of them probably will be anyway at some if point. He, if, he, if he hasn't gotten to you in the first five minutes, be patient. <laughs> He'll get there. Welcome into the program. Uh, coming up at 9 o'clock. You know what your problem is? <laughs> coming up at 9 o'clock, Brian Adams come to town. KBOI has tickets. And rather, you know, in, in in honor of Mike Casper not being here yeah. for a couple of days, I thought, why not actually just give the morning show tickets? That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to find them and no, and no, no shenanigans. Per- just purloin them from your mailbox. No, no, just just go ahead and uh, for for those of you that uh, know how to spell the word Adams, one um, D, go ahead not- and. Not the kind that make up everything. These are truthful atoms. Yes. Thank you. Well, go ahead and uh, just I'm, I'm text going, it. I'm in going the, too deep already. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Wow. Go ahead and just text that in the 9 a.m. hour. KBY's got tickets all week long. Casper and Chris have tickets all week long. You know, when Mike Casper comes to work. And for those of you that don't know, he was uh, he was in uh, uh, California mm-hmm. uh, while his uh, his wife gets installed officially as the uh, the president of the National Association of Realtors. Mm-hmm. Saw pictures of that last night. Uh, his wife looked uh, stunning, mm-hmm. uh, beautiful, wonderful, and, gorgeous, and, blah, and blah, she, blah. And she brought her bodyguard with her? Mike Casper looked like he hadn't worn a tuxedo in... Well over a decade. Oh, First was... of all, I'm not used to him wearing pants. He wears shorts that's, all the time. Uh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, they're the kind that are like, you know, made out of pants. They're short pants. It's, but... it's, it's not like he walks around here without pants on. They're not undershorts. Don't go nuts. I, I can't speak for the status of his undershorts. He just looked... <laughs> he looked... Uncomfortable? He's stiff? <laughs> per se? I haven't even gotten the corner after yet, man. I know. <laughs> You're coming out swinging. He's coming back tomorrow. i got to get this out of my system. 
people were people were messaging him all day, throwing me under the bus. Oh, yeah. By the way, those of you that did that are actually well, very true friends of Casper. To look out for a guy like that, true mm-hmm. friends of Casper. I guarantee you no one's going to out you for what you just said. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Nobody nobody goes after the fun one. I'm a professional jerk. Everybody likes Chris. <laughs> that isn't true. Everybody. There are a lot of people who don't get me. Don't get you is a lot different than don't like you. Yeah, probably. I mean, hell, I don't understand you, but I like you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. No problem. I mean, you want to cover the uh, first story because I don't mention the guy's name. Hmm? I I had a new I had a new name for him though. Okay. Well, when I when I say when about? I say that there's a guy out there mm-hmm. in Idaho, mm-hmm. and I refer to him as the herpes of Idaho news. Oh, who do you think I'm talking about? Probably not Ammon Bundy. Wait a minute. Yeah, him. Yep. Okay. Now, now I, I I don't refer to him that way. I just call him by his name. But okay, that's fine. You yeah. call he he said I was a tabloid lazy journalist because I uh, had a tip, talked to talked to sources mm-hmm. when he was running for governor. That doesn't sound lazy. That he was going to drop out of the race as a Republican and endorse somebody else. And he called me lazy tabloid and then dropped out of the race as a Republican. Yeah, that seems like an uh, an odd thing to fight about. Something you're about to do. So, by the for for those of you that don't understand my dislike, it's 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 that personal. That being said, I don't actually wish the guy ill will. He seems to be doing that all on his own. You can agree with the number of the steps he's taken. Yeah, he's got, and he skipped of the... another court appearance, didn't he? Yep. Which means there's another warrant that's going to be issued. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, as as much as I am um, biased personally, yeah, I don't wish ill on the guy. I don't want to see this get escalated at all, okay, and that's good. a fear I, I mean, have. You're, you're not the sort that wishes ill on people, so that's good. Well, not everybody, but not him. Right. There are certain people out there I have no problem wishing ill on, uh, but he's not one of them. Well, at least it's more of a surgical strike. Yeah. Yeah. He he's not one of them, and so I'm I'm. As biased as I am, I'm trying to be logical mm-hmm. in this, and I don't get it. I, I don't understand the play if he thinks he's going to win, if he thinks the government and everybody else is just going to go away and leave him alone. They're not. I I don't necessarily think that he thinks he's going to win, but I think he thinks that if he's not going to win, he's going to make it difficult for those who do. Is it, is it that, or is it a martyr complex? Probably a little of both. Okay. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I, he's, he has said that if they come get him, he's not, not going. Yeah. Did he mean... Do you think he meant that, or do, do you I, think... Do, do I think he meant martyrdom? Uh, yeah, I've met him and, and uh, interviewed him, and that's, I think that's exactly what he was talking about. And I've met him plenty of times. I just... I, I never... Every time I meet the guy, or had met the guy... He's very unassuming. He's he's not a larger than life yeah. personality. He's he's very he's very a, unassuming. He's also extremely sincere. Yes, he really believes all that stuff that he's doing. So you know, but I don't believe he actually wants to 
go down in a ball of flames? Probably not ideally. I think he'd probably, you know, rather just win the case. Sure. But it's not going to go away. I talk more about this here in a little bit. We have other uh, other news to talk about as well. The Supreme Court has a code of ethics. Finally. First <laughs> first time ever. Wow. They they have a code of ethics. We'll, it's uh, been so easy on them up till now. We'll we'll <laughs> we'll we'll read that off for you. Also, um there has been a uh, there, there's been a vote to impeach the uh, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas that was uh, uh, shot down. Eight Republicans aided in this. One of those in the shooting down in the shooting down of the measure. All right. Yes. One of those Republicans, our next door neighbor, Cliff Bentz, in Oregon, Representative Cliff Bentz of uh, of Oregon, voted against it. Marjorie Taylor Greene not happy. So we have plenty to talk about this morning, and we'll see what else uh, Chris she, Walton thinks she, about uh, she Mike She spoke Casper. out against another Republican? This is going to sound no. weird. Yes. She was outraged. Mm. She can assure you, she'll, she said, I can assure you, but she'll assure you, Chris, that Republican voters will be extremely angry that they've done this. So the cool thing about this, cool thing about our signals, both of them reach Eastern Oregon. We can talk to a number of Republicans oh, in Eastern Oregon. That's true. Yes. That are listening on air and online. KBOI News Time, 615. Sports brought to you by Fat Guys, Fresh Deli, Chef Wally heckling me yesterday, telling me that it was very uh very, very wrong of me to tell people that Mike Casper was being fired, and I told him to be quiet and just make good food. And he well, he was doing that anyway. He made good food, but he still wasn't quiet. Oh. Sports. Ah, yes. The Boise State women's basketball team Monday night scored a lopsided 76-47 win over Weber State at Extra Mile Arena. The Broncos were led by four sophomore guards. Danny Bays led the team with 13 points and a career-high four steals. Maya Hansen had 11 points and seven assists. Natalie Pasco and Tatum Thompson each scored 10 points. Senior forward Abby Muse had eight points, eight rebounds, two assists, two blocks, and two steals. Next up, Boise State hosts UC Riverside. That's Wednesday at 6.30. You can hear that game on KBOI. On Monday Night Football, this week's trend of game-winning field goals continued. Denver got by the Buffalo Bills 24-22 on a field goal with seconds left. It was a second-chance field goal that won it for the Broncos. Kicker Will Lutz missed the first try, but Buffalo was penalized for having too many men on the field. 12, which is more than 11. That allowed for the do-over in the game. The Bills committed four turnovers. Two of those were interceptions thrown by Josh Allen. He leads the NFL with 11 interceptions thrown. By the way, Monday night's game-deciding field goal was one of six this week, which is a new NFL record for one week. I was a fan of one of them. Is that right? Well, yes. they have the Cleveland one. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And the team I root for lost on one. So that would be Washington. <sighs> That's sports. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. If you live in Eastern Oregon mm-hmm. and you're a Republican, don't talk to Eastern Oregon much. It's almost a redundancy, isn't it? Well... But if you live in Eastern Oregon, or as some would call it, soon to be Idaho, 208-336-3700. 
We talk about the border a lot. We talk about immigration a lot. We talk about uh, you know how a number of people feel that the border needs to be shored up, that the border needs to be sealed, that they need to do a better job securing the southern border. So if you live in eastern Oregon, how do you feel about Congressman Cliff Bentz voting against impeaching Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas? 208-336-3700. Actually, if you live in Eastern Oregon, yeah. you get the 800 number. 800-529-KBOI. 800-529-5264. So, uh, um, that's, by the way, if you even have long distance. Yeah. Because according to... I mean, let us know even if you're apathetic. Sure. According to Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, her direct quote, I can assure you that Republican voters will be extremely angry that they've done this. Ryan. Ryan's in Eastern Hello. Oregon. Ryan, where do you live in Eastern Oregon, if you don't mind me being so uh, 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 nosy? Inquisitive. Adrian, Oregon. All right. Right. right like... <clears throat> so are, are, you, uh, are you angry? Are you, sorry, are you extremely angry that Cliff Benz voted against impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas? Yes. All right. Well, she was well, right then. Well, okay, that's one. That's just one guy. H- how angry? Vote him out angry or write a strongly worded letter angry? I mean, I, I would like to vote him out angry, but it's just Portland and those counties on the coast just are the ones that decide everything that happens for the whole state. Just outnumbered. That that's not That's not in your district. Portland's not in your district. He's Eastern Oregon. He is your congressman. Congressman, Yeah. Okay, so yes, then vote him out angry. (laughs) All right. Of all the things that he's voted on before, I I, I just got to ask, of all the things that he's voted on, how many other times have you disagreed with him? Uh, Quite a few. Okay, just checking. Ryan, I appreciate you checking in. Adrian, Oregon. Yeah, thank you. Eastern Oregon. If you're a Republican in Eastern Oregon, 208-336-3700. Cliff Benz voted against impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas, traffic and weather. Now. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. If you are a Republican who lives in Eastern Oregon, call in. 208-336-3700, 208-336-3700, or if you know, you actually are one of the few that incur long-distance charges, 800-529-5264. That's 1-800-529-KBOI. Yesterday there was a vote, as a number of people are, well, a lot of people are very passionate about border security. They're, they, they're tired of people who are coming over into the country illegally. Whether they be wanting a better life or meaning harm, they, they just want all of it to stop. They want all illegal border crossings to come to a halt. And there actually is a law that is on the books, 2006, that says as long as there's people crossing the border illegally, the border is not secure. Now, the harvest is. Marjorie Taylor Greene wanted to seek impeaching uh, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas 
for not securing the border. And it was under the list of measures. Now, the number of Republicans did vote to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas, but eight Republicans didn't. Mm -hmm. One of those Republicans was Cliff Benz, who was a congressman out uh, out of Eastern Oregon. Marjorie Taylor Greene says that Republicans will be very angry. Very angry. So that's why I'm asking the question directly to Eastern Oregon Republicans. Yeah, he is your congressman. He he does not represent uh, Portland. He doesn't represent any of the uh, any of the any coastal area of Oregon he's just eastern Oregon basically that's the part of Oregon that wants mm-hmm. to be Idaho they're sick of Portland for those of you just waking up and I know there's a lot of agriculture out there I know there's a lot of people getting up early in the morning to get to work while working are you extremely angry with your congressman over not voting to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. Are you are are you are you mad to the point of wanting to vote him out or are you mad to the point of just writing him a strongly worded letter? <laughs> 208-336-3700 or in Eastern Oregon 800-529-5264. That's 1-800-529-KBOI Eastern Oregon Republicans. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's time for the KBOI Medical Moment, brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho, featuring Dr. Dan Meltzer. Dr. Meltzer, good morning. Good morning. Doctor, uh, just about all of us are on the lookout for ways to remain as healthy and independent as possible, especially as we age, and conveniently enough, you have news this morning about a novel way of boosting our odds of achieving that goal using an ancient art with a modern twist. What are the details, please? So it's called cognitively enhanced Tai Chi, and really it takes the proven physical movement regimen of Tai Chi and adds some mental calisthenics. Can you break that down for us? So what is so great about Tai Chi? So Tai Chi is a traditional Chinese practice, and it combines slow, graceful movements and physical postures with controlled breathing. It's performed almost as a moving meditation, and studies over the years have found that it can help people, especially older adults, improve their balance, strength, and really even lower their risk of falls. So I I, I get it uh, about the physical aspects. What about the mental part? What's gained by adding that? So the so-called cognitive enhancements are things just as simple as, you know, even repeating an instructor's cues as people move or spelling words as we're practicing a particular Tai Chi movement. Um, And doing these added tasks can lead to, and the studies show that it led to, significant improvements on standard cognition tests. This is in addition, of course, to the enhanced flexibility and balance and strength even blood pressure control that come from practicing Tai Chi. Whether you're on the Green Belt or in downtown Boise, it seems like e-bikes and e-scooters are everywhere. Uh, while they do offer a quick and convenient way to get around, experts caution that they do have a very real downside risk. And, and what is that risk? Yeah, well, it's injury. I mean, the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission recently is- issued a report just a few weeks ago 
which showed that injuries associated with you know mic- these kind of micro mobility devices, if you will, has increased over twenty percent in the last year alone compared to the previous year. Okay, can, can you break it down for us? Who's getting injured and how? So everyone, but kids are certainly a big portion of those injured. Um, children fourteen and younger account for almost forty percent of e-bike or e-scooter and hoverboard injuries over the past five years or so. Things like fractures, bruises, scrapes, not surprisingly, are very common, but people are, you can break your arm, break your leg, and and most concerning often are head and neck injuries. Uh, And another point worth calling out is there were more than 360,000 emergency department visits related to these devices nationally over the past five years. So if riders or or their parents want to avoid seeing you or your colleagues in a Treasure Valley emergency room, what should they do? (laughs) First of all, wear a helmet, make sure that the device you're using is not damaged, um, and be careful because and just expect that drivers and pedestrians don't see you. Be careful making abrupt turns or other movements, particularly if the streets are slippery or there's leaves on them, and do not under any circumstance carry two or more people on a single bike or scooter. That is the KBOI Medical Moment brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho. Dr. Dan Meltzer, thank you for joining us this morning on KBOI. Thank you. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. All right, before I start taking questions, I um, want to make a statement. One, yesterday was a tough day. Uh, I, I care very much about Andy and and um, once a Bronco, always a Bronco is, is something that's important to us. And, and, you know, it was one of the tougher decisions that I had to make. I've never been a fan of making a decision in season. But my goal always when making tough decisions is for my head, my heart, and my gut to align. And once that took place, I felt it was the right decision at that point in time. I'm grateful for the support of of Dr. Trump and, and our institution and um, how they've supported me through this process. And, you know, but I want to be clear, it was my decision. And uh, I'm excited for our team as we move forward. We have two games left. I know we have a lot to play for. But at the end of the day, my job is to do my best to serve these student athletes. And And yesterday was a big part of that. That was uh, Boise State Athletic Director Jeremiah Dickey giving wow. his, uh, well, filling in for Andy Avalos, who normally gives the noon press conference. Following that, I think I knew <clears throat> up to and including nothing I didn't already know. You were underwhelmed. Yeah. What? He didn't really say why it happened. He talked a little bit about his inner turmoil. Asked directly about what kind of factors... Led to Andy Avalos's firing. His answer, and 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 I take that very seriously, and and that's something that, and I think you guys know me well enough. Um, the decision was the decision, and and it was something I put a lot of time, effort, and energy into. And as soon as as everything aligned in my mind, um, the decision was made, and and we're looking forward to to the next step in the process. But what about the question? But why? But but why? Why? Was the decision made... We know who, what, 
where, when, and how, we don't know why. Was the decision made before the New Mexico game or after the New Mexico game? The outcome of Saturday did not impact the decision one way or another. Well, that would have been weird if it had. Which to me says... We only won by 28. You're fired. Okay. Now, I'm glad I actually get to do this show with you because you're the most logical person that works in this building. Well, thank you. And, and, and I, I don't mean that in any, other, in any other comedic way. You are actually the most logical person that works in this building. Okay. I hear that answer. The question was, was the decision made before kickoff or after kickoffs? You just heard the answer. Mm-hmm. I internalize that as before kickoff. It had to have been made before because you don't watch a team win 42 to 14 and think to yourself, you know, a change needs to be made. It doesn't work that way. After you win 42 14, a change doesn't need to be made. So, what? Now, if you have lost a bunch of games that you were expected to win, mm-hmm. and maybe you've done a little bit of that, say, three seasons in a row, why don't you just say that? We'll talk more about what Jeremiah Dickey had to say yesterday during the press conference announcing Andy Avalos' firing, announcing Spencer Danielson taking the helm uh, for the remainder of the season. When we come back right now, 7.15, time for sports, which we've kind of gotten a head start on. Mm, So I guess the beginning of this press conference and the answers was also brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA, Chef Wally, who is still very much hired. Uh, not stepping down at any point uh, before, uh, really ever. He'll work the day he passes, and until then, we will all eat well for it. Pork belly in CUNA. The Boise State women's basketball team Monday night scored a lopsided 76-47 win over Weber State at Extra Mile Arena. The Broncos were led by four sophomore guards. Danny Bays led the team with 13 points and a career-high four steals. Maya Hansen had 11 points and 7 assists. Natalie Pascoe and Tatum Thompson each scored 10 points. Senior forward Abby Muse had 8 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 blocks, and 2 steals. Next up, Boise State hosts UC Riverside Wednesday at 6.30, and you can hear that game on KBOI. On Monday Night Football, this week's trend of game-winning field goals continued. Denver got by the Buffalo Bills 24-22 on a field goal with seconds left. It was a second-chance field goal that won it for the Broncos. Kicker Will Lutz missed the first try, but Buffalo was penalized for having too many men on the field, allowing for the do-over. In the game, the Bills committed four turnovers. Two of those were interceptions thrown by Josh Allen. He leads the NFL with 11. By the way, Monday night's game deciding field goal was one of six this week, which is a new league record for one week in the NFL. And that's sports. Casper and Chris on iHeartRadio app. We are News Talk KBOI. On the Dow, Jeremiah, is that uh, is that because some numbers were released this morning? <laughs> hey, listen, I talked. To, I, I mentioned it yesterday that it was going to be a busy week, and the first. I guess report, at least from the greater economic standpoint, was released in the form of the Consumer Price Index, which has been paid attention to very closely by investors because this is the data that our central bank is leaning on, or one of the data points at least, that our central bank is leaning on around where they're going to move with interest rates. And that has been the cause of the turmoil we've seen in the markets all year in the stock market and in the bond market. October's inflation report was released, and it showed that inflation cooled significantly. Now, 
If we look under the numbers, it was largely due to the cost of gasoline coming down, which really slowed the pace of that overall inflation growth. But bottom line is consumer price index for the month of October came in at 3.2% year over year, which was significantly less than the 3.7% we saw in September and August. So again, we're seeing inflation cool, core inflation. So this is inflation that removes energy, it removes food, the more volatile uh, categories of the overall inflation numbers. That stayed a little bit more sticky. It doesn't didn't drop as much as the um as the headline number, but that core CPI number did hit its 2-year low. So the bottom line is from an inflation standpoint from this kind of broad measure we're seeing inflation start to go down, and that is going to give a lot of optimism for the market because traders essentially took any, I guess, I guess any likelihood of the Federal Reserve raising interest rates, traders um, basically took that off the table. The, the general consensus now is that the Federal Reserve has done what they need to do. They will not continue to raise interest rates. They might still keep them higher for longer because they're trying to achieve that 2% mark. Um, but again, this is the disconnect between Wall Street and Main Street. So Wall Street is showing optimism, We're seeing a great lift across the board because there's more peace of mind of that the Federal Reserve is going to stay put, meaning there's more certainty on where they're going to move forward based on these numbers that we're seeing. But for all of us who are spending money, we got to realize inflation, th this inflation number just means that price, prices are growing at a slower pace. It doesn't mean that they're lowering. We're not looking at disinflation. Prices are still going up just at a, uh, at a slower rate than what we've been used to over the past couple years. So unfortunately, prices aren't falling, which is the bad news. The good news is they're not growing at the rate that we've seen over the past, I guess, year, year and a half, almost two years. The Moody's report came out a, a couple of days ago, and it, it uh, said that the United States doesn't have a, a terrific uh, credit rating anymore. And yet, based on the market yesterday, it kind of looks like very few people paid attention to that. Right, because, yeah, that Moody's report, you kind of got to take with a grain of salt, right? And if you actually read through the actual, I mean, justification behind Moody's initiating that downgrade, yeah, they're citing that we're seeing a lot of political turmoil. There can't seem to be agreements made. There's a lot of deficit spending. No one can argue with this. But again, does Moody's reporting take away the safety or the overall, I guess, I guess, uh, you know, rating, I mean, true, they're the ones that are rating it. But as an investor, if you're looking for a safe place to park your dollar and the entire world looks as the U.S. dollar is the safest place, U.S. treasuries are still the safest place. I get it. We're doing deficit spending. We're spending at an impressive clip. Can that be sustained? I mean, if we continue on this route, my my argument is no. But right now, that Moody's downgrade, the market's kind of shrugging it off for now because they're not telling us anything that we don't already know. Um, but again, uh, even though they issue, issued a downgrade, the United States debt is still safe. It's mainly going from, uh, I don't know, Wagyu beef to still a top-of-the-line grass-fed ribeye, which is still a great piece of cuts of meat. Well, now I understand. <laughs> we will uh, we'll check in with you right around 8.30. Jeremiah Bates, appreciate it. Thanks, gents. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Seven thirty-four. Nate Shelman filling in for uh, the newly fired Mike Casper. Gee, is that true? <laughs> No, but I'd like to thank everybody that messaged him yesterday as he was 
as he was in L.A. I decided instead of arguing with you, I do like Casper does. I just have questions. That's all. Just questions. Celebrating, uh, c- celebrating his wife uh, uh, getting a, uh, uh, I guess, a new job uh, officially, and uh, she mm. looked. She again, Tracy looked stunning in her in her gown in her dress. Oh, that's why you stand next to Mike so you can look good. Mike Casper just he, he wore a tux. Normally, I would say everybody looks good in a tux. <laughs> Normally, I would say that. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to okay. say, normally I would say... Between him and, say, an emperor penguin. Oh, the penguin, by far, okay. is, the, is better. Penguin, by far. Tennessee tuxedo. Penguin, by far, looks comfortable in it. Mike just didn't look comfortable. Mm. I think he was so... Uh, I, he was probably in his head doing what a number of us do. Don't make a mistake. Don't make a mistake. Don't make a mistake. Don't make a mistake. Don't draw attention. Don't draw attention. And he's carrying... <laughs> he didn't exhale. It looks like he didn't exhale for three hours. Oh, he he just, doesn't. He, he can do that for a long time. He was just swole. <laughs> he, he looked like he actually looked like her bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So congratulations to, sometimes to Tracy. I, sometimes I sit here two three minutes waiting for him to take a breath. <laughs> you uh, in, in going over some of the answers, some of the responses from Jeremiah Dickey yesterday during the mm-hmm. uh, during the press conference, you you find yourself uh, underwhelmed a little, just a smidge. Underexplained, I think. Why did Avalos get fired? I mean, there are times like, well, are we owed an explanation? No. We might think we are, but I yeah, think we're we are. Not really. I, I think we are. You want us to be? You want us to buy into the program? You want us to buy tickets? You want us to buy mm-hmm. merch? You want us to go to the games? You you want us to be? You want a number of people to be fans? You want to have a healthy outlook on the future? Yeah. Um, yes, but as they usually say, we don't want to do anything for that. We just want you to you know respond. Sure. How did the players react to it? Jeremiah Dickey talking yesterday during the uh, during the press conference. How do the players react to Avalos being let go? I'm going to keep that between the coaches and, and our student-athletes. Uh, happy or sad? That's all I'm looking for. Just happy or sad? Just give me a general <laughs> ballpark, broad brush, 400,000-foot view. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just. Um, you know, that's something that's personal to them. Uh, you know, uh, I... I Obviously, I love them to death, and, and I want what's best for them, and, and they know they have 100% of my support through this. I mean, you know, did they rend their garments? Did they break, <laughs> break out in song? What are we talking about here? Why now instead of after the season was over? Yeah, that was hard. You know, as I said before, I don't like midseason changes. You know, but once my head, heart, and gut aligned, and and that was that's really important. And, and still, with the uh, with the cranial uh, uh, heart and yeah. uh, gastric uh, uh, alignment, according to the doctor, mine have never done that. KBOI News Time seven thirty eight. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. And that's what they said? They want to give us a hard time? They think we're going to give them airtime for that? What do they think this is, the afternoon show? Close enough. Kenny, Meridian, listening on 93.1 KBOI-FM. Let's call it the pre-afternoon show. Go ahead, yeah, Kenny. There you go. There you go. You know, I'm going to have to stick up for Mike just a little bit, you know. Nope, not allowed here. Nope. 
I'll bring it. Oh, bring fine, fine, fine. fine. Okay. Go ahead. You're, ba- you're back on again. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are so jealous of Mike, you know, because he's way better looking at you, and he's kind of thoughtful. He thinks about before what he says. He's not like Nate on the afternoon show. He just blurts everything out. Then he has to back up a little bit. That's all. That you know, he's not here to defend himself. Right. So that's all. I, you know, oh. but you guys do a great job. Well, that's you. all. I, I don't it. have nothing on Avalos. You know, I never thought he was a good pick, but you guys just you need to humble yourself a little bit. All wait, right? wait, 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 wait. So you have this very high opinion of Mike Casper. Did you say better looking? Yes. How long have you been he blind? Well, all my life. Okay. Well, <laughs> I've drive by Braille. Very, very good. You know what? And, and by the way, that's the same way Casper plays golf. So, yeah, well done. Well done, Kenny. Nothing, nothing I have said on air isn't anything I wouldn't say to Mike's face. That's true. Me, on the other hand. <laughs> so playing that first hour back for him. KBY News Time, 745. <laughs> Yeah, I have one thing over the rest of you. I know darn well he will not listen to the uh, podcast. Well, if we play it for him. Sports brought to you by <laughs> Chef Wally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I deserve that. I'd probably do that Pork to you. Pork belly cuna. <laughs> Their food's great. <laughs> From what I hear, yeah, it is. I owe you a better read, Wally. Oh, okay. The... Um, Boise State women's soccer team, getting back to sports, the thing we're doing, is uh, getting an Idaho high school standout next season. Highland of Pocatello senior Tambry Bell signed a national letter of intent Monday to play for the Broncos. Boise State this season had 11 wins, four losses, and six ties and made the Mountain West semifinals. In Major League Baseball, it is awards week. The first awards, those for Rookie of the Year, were given out Monday. The American League Rookie of the Year was third baseman Gunnar Henderson of the Orioles. He hit 28 home runs, drove in 82, and scored 100 runs. The National League Award went to World Series participant Corbin Carroll of the Arizona Diamondbacks. The left fielder hit 25 home runs, hit a league-leading 10 triples, scored 116 runs, and stole 54 bases. That's sports. And that was sports brought to you by the Pork Belly in CUNA. Neat Eats, Hip Drips. You could find them online at the Pork Belly Idaho. Dot com. You can go there. You can check out a number of great specialty drinks. And don't forget the food, Porky's Toast, a giant cinnamon roll. They have all kinds of great food at the Pork Belly. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Coming up later this morning in the 9 o'clock hour, your chance to win Brian Adams tickets. And all you got to do is text. Just the entire hour, all you need to do is know how to spell the word Adams. You don't have to text the entire hour. No. Nope, At some time during the hour, all you have to do is text one time. In fact, for those of you that text multiple times, your phone number only gets registered once. So, after that. Uh, later on this afternoon... The, the guy that hosts the afternoon show. Mm-hmm. Funny guy, great-looking guy, buttery voice. A lot of issues. Yeah. Uh, what? 
That's the job. Talking oh, about yeah, issues. he talks, but talks right. about Oh, yeah, that, that's what you mean. He talks about a lot, lot of issues. A lot, lot of issues. issues. My goodness. Huh? It, the job is talking about Yes. It, I, yes. I, I said that before. Tom Segura tickets to give away. Really? Yes. So you get. If. if I'm, if, not, I'm not eligible for them, am I? I'm not. Yeah, I can tell by your face. You're not. You're not. I also knew the rule anyway. You work here. Right. Now, if there's anybody else in I'm, your I'm glad you did acknowledge that. If there's anybody else, Mike Casper's eligible. If there's anybody else in my household who doesn't work here, there isn't. Mike Casper is eligible to win it because he was fired yesterday. <laughs> he better win them today, then, because he if can't win see, them tomorrow. If you could see every time I say that, the Chris's eye roll, if you could just see the exasperated face he makes, you have kicked this joke. It's not even, it was funny once. It was funny at 6.06 yesterday, and that was the last time. Stop saying it. That's hey, what hey, your face says. Hang on, I feel like I need to say, get out of my head, get out of my head. <clears throat> Mike Casper will be back tomorrow. We miss him. I miss him. You could have just stopped it. He'll be back tomorrow. He'll be... Wow. Do, do... Is there anything? For time. We're, we're running out of time. No, we got a whole other minute. Oh, yeah. We you did. said last hour, you're the one that threw him under the bus, said he was going through a midlife crisis for the past 20 years. Technically, I think I said 34. Okay. 1989. Yeah, I hear I thought that's you guys got along. We do. We I thought you guys great. liked each other. He doesn't mind if people make fun of him. No, no, he doesn't. He actually, uh, well, I mean. He kind of thrives on it for some reason. He really has no choice. People do it anyway. Well, true. But it, no, we it's miss. All, it's all he knows. We miss Mike Casper. Yes, we, we, do. we love Mike Casper. Mike Casper is a great human being, fantastic guy, God fearing, great tipper. Yes. I, I echo the part where you said he'd be back tomorrow. He'll be back tomorrow. KBY News. By the way, for the first time in uh, in uh, months, the morning show's on time. KBY News time. <laughs> Seven fifty six. Coincidence? Nope. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. I think that's a million dollar idea. Not the second one. The first one. Oh, that one. The first one, yes. Charity roast of Mike Casper. People would pay just to speak at it. Oh, roast figuratively. Right, yes, not actually. Coming up in uh, coming up in just about 20 minutes, you'll have a chance to win $50. People coming up and going, that's the biggest spit I've ever seen. <laughs> You're going to need a larger apple. P, you're, you could win $50 to... Don't need to tell me. To Biscuit and Hogs. We should go for a pomelo. If you know today's damn near impossible trivia question. Mm-hmm. And you will win a $50 gift certificate from Biscuit and Hogs. Uh, in about 20 minutes, we'll ask you to call. When we do, call 208-336-3700. It's all brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Silverhawk Realty, a local company with a global network. For all your real estate needs, call 208-888-4128. Buy, sell, or get advice in Boise, Caldwell, Fruitland, Parma, Sun Valley, Idaho Falls, and Ontario, Oregon. The question, at long last, in the United States, a certain amount of food is thrown away by restaurants and retailers before you or anyone else in the public sees it. This is edible stuff. Within five percentage points, tell me the percentage of food in America 
that is thrown away without being served or offered for sale. So this is before, not not the stuff that the spoils stuff, on the is, shelves. The stuff that does not make it to the public at all. It's rejected early. Interesting. I was way off on this. Derek was Derek was closer than I mm-hmm. was, but he still was. And by he the still way, wouldn't have won. within five percentage points, within five percent. Right. If you know that answer, right. go and ahead. The, if you think you know the, that answer, the way percentages work, just guess a number between zero and a hundred. <laughs> And you could be. I'm, I'm sure most people knew that, but you never know. You could be fifty dollars in gift certificates to Biscuit and Hogs richer coming up in just about twenty minutes. Also coming up, we have Bronco Tuesday mm. to talk about. Bob Beeler will be stopping in just after eight thirty to give us a look inside other sports besides football. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Nate Chelman here filling in for Mike Casper, who will uh, be back tomorrow. Much to Chris Walton's chagrin. (laughs) No, that's okay. Sorry, I'm taking pills. I'll miss him. Mm. I miss him now. I'm I when four o'clock hit this morning, I you, you was, miss him or your pillow. I was uh, yes, okay, yes. That's true. You can you can miss two things at once. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. But uh, Marv, Marv Throneberry once hit a home run and missed first and second base. Huh? So I had to go back and touch him, or uh... no? It's an old story. He well, it, it wasn't actually. I think he actually hit a triple. That's what it was. Got it. He pulled in with a triple because uh, if it had been a home run, you know, it doesn't matter. He just run directly to third. Uh, no, he he hit a triple and then uh, they had the ball. The, the first baseman called for the ball and somebody threw it to him and they stepped on first and they called him out because they said he had missed first base. Mm-hmm. And so the manager starts to run out of the dugout and the coach stops him and says, "Don't even argue. He missed second base too." <laughs> <laughs> Things to be of interest uh, today, the Supreme Court has, uh, for the first time ever, a uh, code of ethics. What they can and can't do, what uh, what they can and cannot accept, uh, though there are some critics that say while they have a code of ethics, they have no enforcement of the uh, code of ethics. Yeah. So no oversight, nothing. What should separate them from the other branches of government? So we have that to look forward to. Uh, other things... Uh, the House voted yesterday to not impeach Alejandro Mayorkas, and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is very upset. Eight Republicans, including Cliff Wentz from uh, from Eastern Oregon, congressman in Eastern Oregon, eight Republicans voted against impeaching Mayorkas over the uh, over the southern border not being secure. By the way, what most people are talking about is whether or not the government's going to shut down this Friday in January or February. Mm. So those are the uh, th- those are the betting slots. Uh, there's a uh, oh, I need a news herpes open. I need to remind me to have somebody make one of those. The person who I now refer to as the herpes of Idaho News now well, has normally the word open and herpes are bad in a sentence together. Yeah, the. Uh, there's now a new warrant on contempt charges, $250,000 bond for the herpes of Idaho News, or as Chris Walton calls him. <laughs> you know, I don't even want to say, you're talking about Ammon Bundy, and, and you guys have a, a history, uh, well, an unpleasant one. 
at, at times. At the same a, a, a time. Tad, a tad contentious. At the same time, it's news. Yeah. God talk about it. It's it's one of those it's one of those interest stories. I don't know if I, I, I honestly think people are done caring about the guy personally. All people want is for him to go away. And when I mean go away, I don't mean go to jail. I mean just don't make news. That's it. Just don't make news. News slash noise. Right. Right. Well the other thing that I really hope for as just a commentator is that None of this ends violently. I hope none of this ends violently. I hope it doesn't escalate to something that it doesn't need to be escalated to because we've seen that in the past and it's not fun. It's not funny. I take no pleasure in it. Nothing good can come of it. I just don't know what the end game is. You know, there, there, there's, there, you have one group that's, extremely mad for demonstrations made yeah. uh, you know a year or so ago and you made your point you made your point you made your point i think his his point generally and this is very general is just that there are a certain number of things that he believes he has the right to do mm-hmm. that no one should interfere with and he gets interfered with Guys got guys got to owe you money, right? You the, the, you got a rolling what 20, 20 million dollars somewhere in there. Go go get the money and then drop it. Just drop it. Just go ahead and continue to live life. One business is going to continue to do business and the other guy is going to do something else down the road. Yeah. Who knows? But now it's just a grudge match. It's a it's it that's all it is. It's it's a well funded uh well funded side versus <laughs> um versus uh grudge. The, the the side that isn't well funded. Right. I don't think. No. But there's that there's that update. Um also I, I Derek and I were Derek brought this up and I had it on my uh I had it on my list. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's one of those things that this this is going to be weird. Mike Casper and I actually agree on. Um, it, it's one of those peccadillo things that we just self checkouts, and and that's not something you can run over in Texas. Self checkouts? No peccadillo. No, no. That would be an armadillo. Thank you. Okay. Um, apparently, uh, supermarket chains are now revisiting how many self-checkout stations there are. There's one supermarket chain that's uh, removing, it's a British supermarket chain that's removing all self-checkout stations because of, and this is going to sound weird for people, shrinkage. <laughs> that's what they call it, shrinkage. That is uh, that is the term. That get, is, are they getting rid of all cold water too? That is the, that is the term that is used for... Either stealing, theft, mm. or undercharging by accident. So that would be when your inventory gets smaller, but your bank account does not. Yes. I mean, does not get larger. Yes, yes. which okay. leads to decreased fundage for the Human League. KBOI News Time, H. KBOI News Time, 813. Bronco Sports Today, Bob Beeler, coming up. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
I was so off on this. I'm mad at myself. That's how off I was. Within five percentage points, that's the key part. Five percentage points. Mm-hmm. This is food that never made the shelves, food that never left the kitchen, food that never left where they make the food. Yeah. Not that, seen by the public. Yeah, that basically went right right into the dumpster. Uh, it's all, not, not the food, but the question is brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway, Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. And the question again, in the United States, a certain amount of food is thrown away by restaurants and retailers before you or anyone else in the public ever gets a chance to see it. You can't serve that. Why are you serving that? Within, That's not how it looks. Within five percentage points, tell me the uh, percentage of food in America that is thrown away without being served or offered for sale. 208-336-3700. Winner gets $50 in uh, gift certificates to Biscuit and Hogs, mm-hmm. where you can see all the food. Uh, let's go to Jeff in Nampa. They only serve the stuff that isn't thrown away. Right, right. Jeff, listening on 670 KBY AM, what is your guess? 36%. That is within 5%. You well are done. the winner. Well done. Now, how did you... How did you wonderfully come to that uh, fantastic answer? Uh, Crystal Ball, otherwise known as Google. (laughs) Well done. You know what? (laughs) Points for admitting it. Well done. Points for admitting it. I still remember working in a bakery. Just Mm -hmm. all all the amount of baked goods that just weren't up to snuff. That never made it edible, but just never made it. Well, and they're, you know, in... uh... In smaller places, the rules are different, but in most of your uh, corporations, mm-hmm. uh, most of your corporate restaurant jobs, uh, you have to throw that away. Well, can I take it home? It look, It's still good. No, throw it away. <sighs> That's the rule. Think about all those Cheetos that don't have a home that never made it in the bag. Now, if you're more of a small business owner and you don't have the big corporate rules, you can give the money to, say, the food bank. Just wash it I off. Mean, give the food to the food bank. Just right? wash it off. Dust it off. You could, it's, been, it's only been five seconds. Go ahead. Serve it. This is Bronco Tuesday, where we discuss the Olympic sports at Boise State. Now, here's Mike Casper, Chris Walton, and the voice of the Broncos, Bob Beeler. On your flagship for the Broncos, News Talk KBOI. That's about two-thirds right. Mike Casper is still uh, in California. He'll be back tomorrow, but Bob Beeler is here. Bob, welcome. It's good to be here. Good and today here. is uh, Bronco Tuesday. We talk about Bronco sports, and uh, we've got some cross-country. We have some cross-country. A little later, we have some volleyball. Joe Hudson joins us on the line. Joe is a senior at Boise State, and he is headed to the 2023 Division One Men's Cross-Country Championship race coming up on Saturday in Virginia. Congratulations, Joe, for earning it. Thanks very much, and good morning. Well, we've talked to you a couple of weeks ago, so it's been a really good season for you, Joe. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the race. You came in 11th in the regionals. How did it go, and how did you run, you think? Yeah, and, you know, it was a good race for me. Um, I thought, you know, it, it went out pretty hard, um, and we thought it got a bit slower than it did, but it went out pretty quick. Um, so it was every, everyone was pretty splinted from early on, and it was just sort of a case of, finding a group and, and kind of working through. Um, but no, as, as a team, it was a bit of a disappointing one for us. We uh, we just missed out on qualifying as a team. So um, it's kind of bittersweet in that sense. As you're running in the race, Joe, and you know that only so many are going to get to make it to the Nationals, do you know where you stand or are you just 
just running, and then at the end they tell you, "Well, you had it. You had enough to make it." Um, no, I, I didn't really have um, much of an idea. I must admit, there was kind of some sort of uh, screens for places of teams uh, around me that uh, sort of the guys that I was running with, um, but didn't really have much of a clue. So it was a bit of a nervous way um, at the finish, kind of frantically checking the, uh, updating the results to see. Um, but yeah, um, but you're just trying to kind of get as many places as you can to put put the team in the, in the best position possible. Congratulations to you. You were. Uh, selected as an All-Mountain West and an All-West Region uh, selection, just one of two Broncos this season to uh, earn the honors. What does that mean to you? No, it's, it, no, it's, no it's, uh, very, very re- rewarding, um, putting in you know a lot of effort over the summer and kind of getting ready for the season. Um, and, you know, you kind of just come into these races trying to be as low as possible to help the team. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean... It would have been nice if we'd sort of uh, got if I sort of got those accolades and kind of the team had, had got there and we'd won conference. But um, yeah, no, the team the team's building nicely, and uh, hopefully next year um, we kind of come back with a bit of a vengeance. Joe, what's the difference in the next race when you will be racing solo versus you had what five or six others that were running with you in the regionals? Yeah, um, no, it'll definitely be different. Um, we kind of talked a lot as a team this year about kind of running for each other, and I obviously won't really, won't really have that in the race um, on Saturday. I'll kind of just be on my own, but definitely be uh, kind of thinking about the, the teammates that I wished uh, would be there racing with me, um, and then also like the guys back back home who maybe didn't quite make it uh, to race at regionals, and kind of everyone's had a part to play in it. So kind of just try and go out there and and, and do it for them really. Have you ever uh, been to Virginia before? Have you raced there? No, I've, I've never been, no. Um, so it'll be a new experience. Now, how will you get ready for the course? I know all the courses are a little bit different. So what if they told you about this course? Will you get a chance to practice it? Can you look at it on video? I mean, how do you get ready for the terrain that you're going to be facing? Yeah, I mean, we, we'll run the course on Friday, so uh, we'll get a bit of an idea of what it's like. Um I kind of heard it's a bit more um, like rutted the ground. Uh, the regionals on Friday was kind of on a golf course, so it was very like good footing underground. So I think it'd be a little bit different in that sense. And they, I kind of the coaches have said there's a bit of a hill in it, so it, it sounds like it's going to be a harder course than Friday, which which should suit me, uh, which is good. Um, but like the the nationals is, I think nationals was there like a long time ago, so it's hard to kind of look at results and kind of see where I maybe stack up. Um, so, um, yeah, no, it's going to be a bit of an unknown, but kind of similar to a lot of teams. So kind of everyone's in a similar boat. You're a senior. So after this year, where do you go from here? What do, what do you hope to do next? Um, yeah, I mean, kind of uh, there's the option to come back. Um, I've done this, I'm have done. i in my second year now, so I've got another year of eligibility. Um, and, yeah, so kind of like just missing out as a team on Friday, kind of. Um, and how strong of a team we have for next year, it's kind of like, yeah, maybe, maybe come back and, and try and kind of, Get, get to Nationals as a team and, and kind of finish what we started. Joe, as we mentioned the last time we had you on, you were from England. So uh, family, friends, are they going to check you out watching online? Or do any of them even come to, to, to races to see you race? Uh, I think, I think yeah, a little bit too late notice for them, unfortunately, to fly out. Um, but they'll be, yeah, they'll be following it along. Um, they, they'll be able to watch. Because, uh, unfortunately, Regionals wasn't on a live stream, so they'll be able to watch this one, which will be nice. Have you uh, ever been uh, televised on ESPN before in a race? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. so no, it would be a new experience. Um, yeah. 
So what what's the strategy? I mean, do you guys have a, have a strategy of like how fast you go out at this race? Or are you and the coaches going to come up with something, or is it you go out as fast as you can, and you keep going? What 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 goes through your mind as you get ready for the race? Yeah, and um, kind of this year, I've kind of like really tried to maybe not go out just as quick and and try and like sort of not go out in a position where I finish and try and work through the field, um, which are kind of speaking to the coaches tr- are going to try and do that again. Um, especially with kind of doubling back for a 10K uh, a week after the last one. Um, hopefully there'll be some tired legs in the field um, and kind of try and take advantage of that and move through the field um, to try and yeah get as high up as possible. Um, I was kind of hoping for it to be pretty wet, but the uh, the weather conditions look pretty dry. So, uh, yeah, the, if it was wet, it probably suit me a little bit more. Um, but, uh, yeah, just try and, like, yeah, go out and move through the field rather than, yeah, like blowing, blowing my load at the start. Joe, thanks so much for visiting with us again. You have had a great season. Look forward to you next season uh, running for Boise State again, and good luck. Maybe we got a national no, champion right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll see. Um, thank you for having me on. And that is Joe Hudson from the cross-country mm-hmm. team. Exciting. We're, we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about volleyball. That'll be right after this. Now, back to Bronco Tuesday on your flagship for the Broncos, News Talk, KBOI. Fall sports are heading down to the wire. Bob Beeler back along with Chris Walton, head coach of the Boise State volleyball team, Sean Garris, joins us. Sean, how are you doing today? I am great. Good morning, Bob. Uh, We're doing great here, too. So it sounds like you've got a couple of big road matches this week at Nevada and Fresno State, and Sounds like everything in the Mountain West, at least in volleyball, as well as many of the other sports, very tight this fall. Sounds like you need them both. Yeah, I think we do probably need them both. If we if we only get one, we have to rely on others to lose, and we don't like that. So get a couple wins, and we uh, just about control our own destiny. You never know for sure because a lot of the teams are playing each other. Um, so you know both teams can't lose. That's not possible, although I wish it was in some cases. But uh, I think we're focused on taking care of business on our side of the net, and I uh, like our chances of getting into the postseason if we can win both. The uh, some of the players have been recognized already for uh, a few uh, you know awards at least at Boise State, like Athlete of the Week and things like that. Uh, Paige Barch seems to be doing very well. Yeah, Paige has had an amazing season. She is leading the conference in kills and points, and up there in aces as well. She has carried a huge load after some early season injuries. She changed positions and hasn't slowed down at all. So even though you know she's leading the other team's scouting report, they're trying to slow her down, they haven't been able to stop her. And we've been doing better of late learning how to kind of play off of that. I think that it's nice to know what your opponent plans to do to stop you, and then you can game plan against that. So um, with this matchup coming up with Nevada and Fresno, we know what they're going to try to do with Paige. We beat both of these teams 3-0 at our place a month ago, so I think we like our matchups going into this weekend. Sean, when you have a a repeat game against an opponent, does the strategy change a whole lot? I mean, will you do pretty much what you did the first time? Will they do the same thing, or might you expect something totally out of the blue? We'll definitely pull out the the, um, practices leading into the matches from last time as well as the stats from the match. We'll watch a lot of video and then maybe look for some changes from what they did in their most recent matches. Fresno was at New Mexico and Air Force last weekend. And again, like that's two teams that are right in the mix for the conference tournament spot. So I think we'll, we'll look and see what they did most recently, see if they have any changes. But generally, styles are styles, right? They don't all of a sudden get taller, get smaller, get faster, slower. So 
I think um, I think we'll we'll know what's coming, but so will they. You uh, kind of went through a, a little bit of uh, an unlucky streak or a bad streak there for uh, four or five matches, but uh, did very well against uh, San Jose State. What was different? Hmm. I I loved the way our team handled the whole senior senior day final match of the final home match of the year. I thought emotionally. Uh, they they handled that really well, and I, I think that was missing a little bit in the previous streak. Like I think we had lost four or five in a row leading up to that, and we weren't as dialed in and focused as we could have been, but we were very much on task heading into that last match against San Jose. We recognized four seniors right before the match, and you never want to see your players crying right before they have to go compete, but it was for the right reasons. They really care about each other. They wanted to play for each other, and I think that helped us play at our best. Sean Garris, volleyball coach, joins us. And, Sean, I've seen so many senior days in so many different sports. sure seems like it can go either way. Sometimes you get the performance that you had, and then sometimes senior days are tough, especially in, let's say, the first set or the first few minutes of a game. Uh, it's very emotional. Yeah, you. I think the players want it to go so perfect that it sometimes is unrealistic. And as soon as the wheels start wobbling, the wheels fall off. And and I agree. I, I've seen disaster on senior days before. And we, as a coaching staff, we try to take some of the emotion out of the game day by celebrating the seniors the night before. We have a we have a team dinner, invite the parents, and kind of let the seniors talk. And um, I, I think it just helps kind of get some of that emotion out of the way. But then you also like to play with emotion. I, I like to say, like, bring your personality to the court. So if if you care about it if you're passionate about it let that come out on the court and i think that was the balance that we had this year and it worked quite well all right we've got the two games thursday night at nevada saturday afternoon at fresno state your strengths and maybe give us a little bit about what you think how do you think each of the matches needs to play out for you yeah i think that we're we're uh pretty healthy right now as far as it goes like you know who could really be healthy at this juncture of the season but for us We've had a couple of kids come back from injuries, and the depth is starting to show up in practice a little bit more. So I think we can do some really good things with the middle blocker position, both blocking and get some offense from them. And then on the road teams, uh, Nevada's one of the top defensive teams in the league, and that means they're going to extend a lot of rallies, dig a lot of balls. They're, they don't have anywhere near the size that we have, but that just means we have to be patient. They're going to dig a couple balls. We have to know that the rallies are going to get extended. And then with Fresno, They've been one of the real surprises this year. They have new coaching staff, and I think the players are, are playing um, you know, really excited volleyball, just like where they're at right now, like their chances to get into the postseason. And, but they've got a tough road. They've got the, the conference leader, Utah State, on Thursday night before we get there on Saturday. So I feel like both teams are capable of doing things that are a little bit different, but um, I like our chances. Who has been your, your most valuable uh, newcomer this year? Hmm, that's a really good question. We we've got a couple and we have and they're about five years apart in age. So we have a true freshman, Annabelle Kostikoff. She was kind of forced into action when we had our two starting outside hairs went down with injuries. So Annabelle has carried a big load for a freshman and she's done a really nice job with it. But then we have a fifth year senior, um, Noilani Helm. She transferred over from the University of Portland and she's been our starting setter in every match. So we're not where we're at playing for playing matches that matter down the stretch without those two. And then as we look at the Mountain West, uh, you said Utah State is, is the leader. Is this a tournament if you get in there with the six teams that can go any which way? Uh, I believe so. Utah State has had a very, very good season. They have only one loss in conference, and it was in five sets on the road. 
they're up to 16 in the country in the RPI, so they're in the NCAA tournament whether they win the Mountain West or not. And then after that, it really is, it's a league with a lot of parity and a lot of talent anywhere two through eight. So the battle to get in the tournament is big. And then with only six making the tournament, the top two are protected with that bye. But then I feel like whoever wins in the first round has that momentum coming off a win and they're going to be looking to knock off the top teams. I know for my team, we have a lot of confidence playing the best teams in the league and we look forward to getting that opportunity. We just got to take care of business this week to close out the regular season. Sean, all the best. Good luck at Nevada and Fresno State, and uh, hopefully we'll see you in the Mountain West Tournament the next week. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Uh, I wish I had a funner accent for you after starting <laughs> up, Joe. Um, but uh, without the accent, I still appreciate the time to talk all about with you guys. So thanks, oh, we love guys. it. All the best. All right. KBLI news time is uh, 8.52. More to come. Now, back to Bronco Tuesday on your flagship for the Broncos. News Talk KBOI. We are back on Bronco Tuesday. Bob Beeler and Chris Walton Mm -hmm. here today. Mike Casper will be back tomorrow. Uh, Last night in uh, Boise State action, the women's basketball team beat Weber State 76-47. Kind of a blowout. Four players in double figures with very balanced scoring. Uh, they are now 2-0 and on the season. We'll play again tomorrow night, 6.30 airtime on 6.70 KBOI. Leonard Barry will have the call. They take on UC Riverside. All four of the uh, players in double figures were sophomore guards, by the way. <laughs> Looked like they shot the ball pretty well exactly. from outside. Thursday night at 7, we have uh, Bronco Football Weekly, and that'll be Spencer Danielson taking oh, his yeah. sh- shot as... Uh, the being the uh, host, co-host with me, we'll talk with a couple of players. Uh, Dale Holsty, who's been the equipment manager for oh, really? Boise State, yeah, three hundred and fifty games. He has been there since the start of the team going to FBS football in nineteen ninety six. I was going to say, uh, yeah, Dale has uh, really been there a long yes, time. Yes, he has. Uh, dean of everybody in the in the department mm-hmm. in Boise State, and he's going to join us to talk about uh, his three hundred and fifty games and what it's like. Football game kicks off Saturday at five. Our coverage is going to begin at noon on Saturday. That's Boise State at Utah State. And then uh, Clemson basketball, Leonard Berry, Abe Jackson will go there because I'll still be getting back from Utah. 10.30 in the morning on Sunday at Clemson. Clemson is undefeated, but so is Boise State. It's going to be an interesting few games, including the tournament that they're going to. Uh, going to play some uh, teams from uh, some good conferences. Yeah, well, they're going to play back-to-back ACC games, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, Clemson in the a regular season game in Clemson, South Carolina, and then the first round of the uh, tournament in Orlando, uh, Thanksgiving Day, they'll be taking on Virginia Tech, also of the ACC. So a lot of tough games. Uh, next time they'll be back in state, but not here, is Friday, December 1st. They'll be taking on St. Mary's, one of the favorites down in the WCC. You've, you've been uh, at... Uh, a few colleges, and, yeah. and you've had a long career. How many times have you gone through, uh, say, a, a coach being fired before the season is over in almost any sport, really? Zero. Zero. This is your first this time. This is the first time. I've had coaches that have it, it, been let go at the end of the year, right? but nobody with with games left on the schedule. It's, this is a first for me. Yeah. It, it, is, it is kind of unusual, and it's the first for Boise State mm-hmm. uh, as well. Yeah, I think it's more common, though, now in – in, in college football and basketball. I mean, just look at the number of college coaches that were let go over the weekend. Well, exactly right. And uh, there, there was a story about several of them, and right in the headline it said Boise State as well. And I thought, oh, mm-hmm. shoot. Yeah. Well, we wish uh, Spencer Danison the best. Yeah. Taking over. Boise State back in the race in the Mountain West with the losses to Fresno and Air Force. Win out, very likely, could be in the conference championship game. That could be fantastic. And uh, so football still 
going to happen. <laughs> Basketball going strong. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, it's it's one of the biggest uh, sports times of the year. Yeah, for the November like you, uh, the November crunch where the fall sports are wrapping up and the winter sports are are starting to take over. Uh, gymnastics is another sport that'll start, but they don't usually start until after the new year. And then, of course, uh, you know we've got both basketball men's and women's going on right now. Both off to good starts. Both teams are undefeated. Thanks, Bob. We'll talk to you again soon. KBOI News Time is eight fifty eight. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Oh, he's going to be mad at me. Who? The guy that was fired yesterday, Mike Casper. The guy we're rehiring later today so he can be in tomorrow. Oh, yeah, him. Mike Casper. However, if you text the word Adams, as in Brian Adams, A-D-A-M-S, go ahead and text that to 208-336-3700 anytime this hour, anytime, until 10 o'clock. If you text at 10.01, your text will not be eligible to win a (laughs) pair of tickets to see Brian Adams in concert at the Ford Idaho Center Arena, Tuesday, January 23rd. Brian Adams coming to town. KBY has tickets before you can buy them. Tickets go on sale this Friday. Wow. So, go ahead. Brian Adams fans, 80s, 90s rock fans, text Brian at, text Adams to 208-336-3700. You were a, uh, I imagine you being with your family being involved in education. I imagine you being a, a good student. Yeah. Okay. I, I was. All right. Technology wasn't at a uh, all time high. I'm not trying to. Uh, I'm not trying to bag on you. I'm just... No. Uh, the the first computer class, I think our our high school ever had was my senior year, and it was computer math, and I didn't take it. I was taking you know stuff to graduate. Was there a computer? Well, yeah. Okay. Commodore, what was it? What was it the Commodore? I, 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 don't, I don't even know what they had. To tell you the truth, I, I didn't take the Oregon class. Trail, probably something like that. I don't know. So, thank you, Derek. <laughs> thank you for that. Um, you have died of dysentery. Computers were still a thing for me. Computers were still. I mean, the, we, there was one computer in our elementary school. There was uh, the, the CD-ROM. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there we go. You're welcome. Uh, we had our dial. We had dial-up internet in the library in the high school. That was the only computer that was connected to the internet. The other computers were as in, yep, yeah. dial-up windsock connection. Oh, still love. I have dreams of that sound. I'm gonna look at that site as soon as it loads. But now, oh yeah, and if you wanted to download a picture, that was 40 minutes. Yeah, exactly. That, that was the that was the entire study hall. That was it. Just to see a picture of a tree. Oh. <laughs> there it is. The first time I ever saw the internet, the first thing I remember thinking yes. is, "Boy, this would be great if it weren't so inconvenient." But before then, before then, yeah, we had we had biblia, uh, we we had uh, books. encyclopedias, books, libraries, we had books. We had paper, paper, and we had to study, mm-hmm. you had to remember it, you had to practice it over and over, repetition. Different different problems, so on and so forth. Uh, I get a message here from Kim. 
who emails me, natakby.com. Kim in Nampa emails me and says, will someone please investigate this? This is about cheating. Nampa just passed a $14 million bond each year for the next two years. Will this stop the cheating? Do teachers know this is happening? Was that what it was for? Well, I don't recall ever hearing about a bond issue that was to stop cheating. There's a uh, post by a woman named Christy. All right. Who says, a few weeks ago, I learned that the Skyview, Skyview High School issued laptops and are enabling students to cheat. While taking an exam or quiz, a student can open a second tab and look up the answers. Really? It's been happening. I mean, they're, they're just flat out allowed to do it? It's, it's not I don't know they, if they're allowed to. They oh, just are. They just do. Yes. All right. Um, like March Madness around here, where... There are people watching the basketball games on their computer, but they also have another tab that has work. <clears throat> yeah, if if the boss comes around, you have to switch back to solitaire immediately. I mean, just do what the rest of us do. Go have a sales meeting. Exactly. Right around tip-off. Anyway, this has been happening for the last three years. The Google history of laptops reveal the reality of what's being viewed during lectures. Apps are taking off cell phones as a consequence of the past. Downloaded. Watched with the captions on in every class, A-B students are bombing quizzes that are pencil and paper only. This is according to Christie. Mm. The next day, scores on a test taken on the laptop get A's. So they do much better when they have a computer to help them. Mm-hmm. When, uh, when one views PSAT scores from the past three years and see that they're low, they're in the low ones, it makes sense. The theory that is given, I'm a bad test taker, was finally confessed how and that everybody does it. According to, according to uh, I've emailed every teacher I've met, three of whom confirm this is a known issue amongst staff. It is the attitude, now because I've, I've known some kids have this attitude that they're kind of like, well, we don't have to know this or this or this. Because you can always just look it up. It's always right at your fingertips. You know, then you yeah. know, it, it would be like, well, I, you know, when we used to have a phone book, we didn't need to memorize numbers. Right. Kind of like how we don't now. Right. But except for a different reason. When it came to definitions, when it came to uh, when it came to history and yeah. timelines and dates and mm-hmm. all of that. Um, but again, if the attitude is just you can look it up and you just always have your phone or your iPad or something with you then uh, I guess they don't think you have to memorize things anymore. Is that right? Or am I reading too much into it? I, I don't know. I mean, you think about the damn near impossible trivia question. Mm-hmm. Okay. The stat today was, you know, you guys do this every every morning. You sure. give out the question at 655, mm-hmm. which enables people to think long and hard, have some coffee, well, the Ask guy, their friends and neighbors. The guy who won, you said, did you did you know that? And he said, oh, I had a crystal ball, which is called Google. Cheater! Well, I mean, is that cheating? Cheater! Damn dirty cheater! Is that cheating? Cheater! Pe- people still call me from bars when they're playing trivia. I didn't that's, think you were allowed to do that. That started by way in the late 80s. People were, I mean, not the trivia, people calling me from bars. Oh, okay. We got called by uh, Debbie's sister the other night. She was playing in... Uh, Fairfax, Virginia. But but that's that's a bar for a trivia thing. They needed to know about Maria Moldauer. That's sure that's that that's technically cheating, but that's okay. not school. Schools where they're supposed to be 
that's where the learning's supposed well, to I- happen. Ideally, yeah. Right. Is there anything the teachers can do? Is there any? Sure, there is. Sure, I work for a company, and I guarantee to you, if somebody in that company wanted to know what was on my computer right now, they'd know it. You mean to tell me it's it's not possible to find out what uh, what twenty kids in a room are looking at mm. on their laptop? I guess if you stand behind them, you can. I had only one teacher that did that. Is that right? Only one teacher is the only. It was it was our uh, uh, our calculus teacher that did that. And for the express purpose, anybody who turned around didn't matter. Didn't matter why you were not allowed to turn and, around. And because of that, now you're a, a whiz at calculus. Now I am. Uh, that I yes. What's your sign? Ha <laughs> ha. But as far as That's the a, rest of the not, classes not go, very, not a very good math joke. But as far as the rest of the classes go, yeah. Uh, most students in my high school mm-hmm. back in the nineties. We're cheating. Is that right? Now they're just using computers to do it. Computers, Apple Watches, phones. Remember the first graphing calculator that came out? Remember that brick? Oh, man. You needed a car battery to turn it on? Oh, that was fantastic. That was technology. Yeah. I took, I took a lot of literature and history. We would save. We, we had no devices whatsoever. We learned. We taught ourselves how to save mm-hmm. the formulas in that graphing calculator. That we were issued. Oh, that's cool. So, this started with me. <laughs> it started with our generation decades ago. Mm. But now that they all get laptops, and now that they all right. get, and, and the, the 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 Apple watches. Well, sh- you know, on uh, on on the show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Mm-hmm. They they finally had to get rid of the phone a friend thing. I mean, they're still. I guess it, it's still in syndication someplace. Sure, I haven't seen it for several years, but. They had to get rid of the phone a friend thing because people were just calling up anybody that had a high speed computer and, and asked, look this up real quick. And that wasn't the way it was supposed to be. There's an allegation made in this email that I want to give teachers anonymity. If they want to change their name, Derek, give them the ability to change their name. Apparently, teachers know that this is a known issue among staff that kids are using school-issued laptops, Ooh. personal laptops, to uh, to cheat on tests taken on the computer. Now, this kind of had passed through my mind. Jamie uh, just wrote in and says it. I'd like to remind Kim from Nampa, the NSD, Nampa School District, does not have to, nor is it their responsibility, to teach your child ethics or morality. That's your job. You don't want your child to cheat on a test. Teach him not to, to uh, cheat. It's uh, easy peasy lemon squeezy. Uh, is it the school's responsibility to monitor and make sure cheating isn't happening? Because that's what well, teachers I, in our day did. I, I was, yeah, it, it, at least a little. 208 336 3700. We have a teacher on hold. So we're going to hear from a teacher. By the way, if you want Brian Adams tickets for his performance on Tuesday, January 23rd, just text Adams to 208 336 3700. Teachers, do you know your kids are cheating on tests on their computer? Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Great guy. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. That Nate Shellman guy in the afternoon. 
Have you listened to him? Your experience may vary. Yeah. Fantastic. Very entertaining. Funny, too. That's that's clearly the reason I'm laughing right now. If you want tickets to see Brian Adams, just text Adams. I'm not mocking. I'm just laughing. Just text Adams to 208-336-3700. Brian Adams coming to the Ford Idaho Center Arena. Tuesday, January 23rd. You can win them before you can buy them. All you got to do is text Adams until 10 o'clock. Just do it once. That's all you need to do if you, if you are into Brian Adams. If your spouse is into Brian Adams. If your friend is into Brian this is This is Christmas for cheap, folks. That's what this is. <laughs> You win a pair of tickets and and somebody you know and love loves Brian Adams, Christmas is done. Christmas is done. Take that money you saved and go buy some toys and drop them off at Idaho's largest toy drive. That would be nice. Uh, Anytime between uh, Black Friday and uh, December 5th. It's a savings. Cheating's been going on since the days of old, but back in our day, most of us, if you did cheat, uh, you you used paper. (laughs) You use paper, you, or, or you wrote on your hand. The Cro-Magnons cheated with rocks. No, I don't know. What if, you, if, you, if you went to a private school, you hid cheat sheets in your tie. Wow. You know a lot about this. Yes, I do. I had a lot of friends who cheated, Chris. Not me. Not me. I was a fine, my, upstanding lad. Let's see. My parents worked at the school. I, I went to a Catholic school where they taught us morals. And, uh, and, and, and what's a sin? And all that. Lying was a sin. But whether or not cheating on a test was a sin was kind of, uh, yeah, it was up for grabs. Vague? Yeah. Mm. You know. Deba- debatable? Yeah. But, uh, I, sorry. Producer, I was going to say, producer Derek looked this up. Uh, schools across the U.S. joined the growing no-phone movement to boost focus mental health in an effort to remove distractions and enhance educational experiences Schools across the United States are increasingly adopting a no-phone policy requiring students to lock away their devices for the entire school day. So it just it, it makes it like the 70s. According to Kim and Christy, uh, Skyview has issued laptops, and they're seeing Google histories, and they're, seeing, and they're getting kids to admit how they have different tabs. Teachers know kids are cheating on tests, on exams. And according to this email, there's... Nothing the teachers can do about it. Lee is a teacher listening on 93.1 KBOI-FM. Go ahead, Lee. Well, I actually teach mostly adults, but uh, probably you guys remember back in the day, we used to, the only thing you could take a test with when you took a written test was a 3x5 card or maybe you know a 5x7 or something like that. We've gone into technology. Um, where I teach, I teach people that are both virtual, but I also teach people in the classroom as well. And one of the things that we use is um, we have this program. Unfortunately, I'm not allowed to mention which program it is, but it actually locks when you take the test, you do it on a computer. But what it does is that you are locked into that screen, and it automatically, when you log in, it locks everything else. So you can't go search the Internet. You can't do anything else. You're locked into that screen. But it also activates the camera on the computer, on the <laughs> laptop. So I'm not kidding you. It actually sees what you're doing. So you're allowed to have, like, paper notes, and, and, and we encourage our students to do that. This is for virtual, um, right? 
Well, it's for virtual and in classroom. Okay. So when they do in classroom, they can take the test at home. They can do it like that. It's all done online, but they're allowed to have um, the their notes on it. And mm-hmm. I mean, I teach a trade class, but they, the only thing they can have is they can have the code book, or they can have the te- they cannot have the textbook. But if it refers to you know, you know? mechanical code or something like that, you don't. Well, the the camera. The camera shows everything. I'm not kidding you. The camera is actually pretty cool because these cameras now, like when you do Zoom, you guys have probably done Zoom meetings. You do team meetings, things like that. Yeah. It shows a pretty broad area, so it can see that. So it, but it doesn't show what's movement. under the camera. <clears throat> no, but it actually takes – it takes uh, when somebody reviews them taking a test because uh-huh. the administrators will actually look at the videos of everybody taking the test. And if there's anything suspicious about that, they will confront the student and ask, hey, at this point in time when you were taking the test, what were you doing? It's an accountability thing. I was so reading I the screen. Oh, I got, oh, this is, this is wicked simple. I, uh, my friend is texting me from high school in Cleveland. And uh, my friend is telling me, uh, based on everything you're saying right now, he could beat this system with a well-versed explanation. He's welcome to try. There we go. Well, he's not in high school. Because we have caught cheaters. We have caught cheaters. But the thing is, is that that would be one way to do it to where they actually have, they're at the laptop at their desk. If they have that, they can actually possibly catch someone behind them cheating, too. Do you you know other high school teachers, Lee? Oh, yeah. Okay. Have have they talked about this at all? They've, They've shared high concerns regarding technology during taking tests because there is the potential for that to where people can go in and search online. I mean, Google, uh, you know, I mean, especially with chat GPT coming in, you could go in and ask, you know, chat GPT or, you know, AI, what's this? And it'll tell you exactly what their answer is. Lee, I appreciate the call. We're tight on time. This is one of the things that technology is allowing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the memorization, which is what we had to do back in the day. There were a few classes where we were allowed to have a notebook open, mm-hmm. not not the the textbook, right? But if you had been taking good notes, you could have your notes, mm-hmm. and that kind of made sense because it it made it made you have to pay attention and participate all the time. If you're a teacher, are you aware of how easy it is for students to cheat? on exams, on laptops. If you're a parent, 208-336-3700. Dylan, you're up next after news. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. I think I'm hitting that age where when I hear certain songs, I'm trying to remember the girl I was dancing with and which dance it was at. Or which movie I went to with which girl. Maybe, but, maybe you're just getting to the age where you like to brag a lot. I've always been of that age. Well, okay. Okay. Just checking. Like was this a St. Clair mixer or was this a <laughs> was it, was know, why, a middle school dance? Why do you why do you think he's emphasizing that he went out with a girl so much? I mean, 
Overcompensating for something. Well, I heard a Richard Marks song. I hadn't heard Richard Marks in forever. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I haven't, I haven't, yeah, I think the last time I heard a Richard Marks song, I was making out, oh, never mind, hon. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> anyway, Brian Adams is coming to town. Yeah, it was, it was last week, so I'm not going to tell you about this. And since uh, my voice is on this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and shut the hell up now. But anyway, Brian Adams is coming to town on Tuesday, January 23rd. And if you want to win tickets to see Brian Adams, and you can tell your spouse how many Brian Adams songs you made out to and who you made out to him with, go ahead and just text Adams to 208-336-3700. Whatever discussions you have with your loved one is up to you. But it does save you money for Christmas if your uh, if your loved one is a Brian Adams fan. Yeah, tomorrow we're going to say, "Hey, for those of you who missed the," uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is going on until ten o'clock uh, this afternoon. Uh, sorry, this morning, ten o'clock this morning. Just text the word Adams. I was going to say, never mind. Casper's rehired. <laughs> I don't want it anymore. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to work with Walton anymore. Oh well. <laughs> he listens. <laughs> Hmm. Is uh, our got a got an email here from a uh, concerned parent? Okay, Kim in Nampa. Will someone investigate this? This is about cheating. Do teachers really know cheating is happening? I'm sure teachers know it's happening. It's just mm-hmm. catching them. And according to the email, Skyview issued laptops that are enabling students to cheat because they're opening up another tab when they take tests with uh, with paper and pen or with pencil and paper, they bomb the quiz, but the same A students pass a test that's taken on a laptop. Hear from a, uh, hear from a teacher that says, oh, there's, there's programs for that that lock you into your screens, and there's mm-hmm. cameras, and that, that, only, that only matters if people press the button and review. But kids are also wicked smart. <laughs> kids know more about computers than we do. 208-336-3700. Let's go to Dylan in Boise, listening on 670 KBY AM. Dylan, who never cheated in high school. Go ahead, Dylan. Nate and Chris, may God have mercy on your soul and prepare you for the hot air, hot air balloon of Mike Casper to return. <laughs> before Before I say that, my I about jumped out of my chair when whoever texted in said an easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy, teachers are not responsible for teaching Honesty and integrity. That is the biggest bunch of crap I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Honesty, integrity, respect, responsibility, courage, the character traits of being a good human is if not more important than any part of the school at all. Who cares if we have a bunch of smart little evil people running around? <laughs> Whoever thinks that kind of thing? Like, like schools need to be teaching character traits. Like, Johnny, don't steal from Lisa. You know, like, yes, there should be that responsibility in schools or that not responsibility, not uh, not that it should be like the Hippocratic oath. It should be the guiding light of schools. Well, the best the best teachers I ever had when I think back on on the, you know, the classroom and and just, you know, their personalities and things like that and what I learned from them. Quite often, it doesn't even really occur to me what subject they were teaching. They just taught life well. A hundred percent, seriously, and you would know this because you probably had a great teacher as a parent, but my, that is what's wrong with the public school system today. Character is gone, my goodness. Okay, well, I'm glad you said public school system because I went to a private school, and apparently we were all just a bunch of degenerates. Uh, because can we teach were... you whatever you want, Nate. You can be a little freaking stinker in a private school if you want. To. I was going to say, Get well, well it, it, no, it wasn't me. It was all my friends. I was, I was yes. perfect. Um, however... 
that load that you just spewed, that, that, that load that you just spewed about how everybody should be uh, forthright and up, uh, um, you know, people are going to take shortcuts. Everybody, people are, most people are going to take shortcuts. Very few, the very rare are the people that don't. And I say people, adults, kids, kids who cheat on tests become adults who cheat on, uh, who cheat on reports, you know? Spouses and stuff. but but the good news is starting. I don't yes- know if I'll go that far. Starting but okay. <laughs> starting yesterday, those people won't be on the Supreme Court anymore. No, that just says oh, they wow. can't do it. It doesn't say what the repercussions are. Oh, good point. <laughs> they can't do it versus enforcement. However, I find it weird. The, the 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 one thing I do find weird about this this message, uh, Dylan, is I've emailed every teacher, met with three who confirm this is this cheating problem is a known issue among staff, and their hands are tied. I find that hard to believe. You mean to tell me in 2023 a teacher can't bust a student for cheating on a test? How does that sit with yeah, you? It's for, for for me. I have kids in public school. I have. I'm a. You know, every every baby's cute when they're your own. Um, I have great kids. You know, it is, I, I'm, I'm, I'm completely upset about the whole thing. It do does you check their laptops? Home. It does begin at home. Do you, no, do I you don't, check? But I have a trusting relationship. Do I, you, you know, check? Like reading, yes no, or I no? I don't. I don't. Oh! Dylan, I hope you're correct you know, about your kids. You don't necessarily need to start checking until they give you a reason to check from then on. And then you never you know, failed to check. Gosh, you, know you, what guys, I mean? you guys are trusting. I, when I hear I'm a trusting parent being the recovering degenerate, I was, <laughs> you're just, you're, you're basically giving, I'm sure my parents trusted me too. They had no idea I was leaving the house every night to go down to the bar to go shoot pool and smoke cigarettes. They had no idea when I took the next door neighbor's car until the police woke my dad up the next morning. They had no idea. Well, I didn't even know till now. I thought you said you listened to the afternoon show. Oh, I'm just kidding. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, Nampa. No moment I met you. Never play poker. <laughs> Jerry. I don't play poker. Okay, actually. this is this is from the way, way back machine on the different take on cheating with a computer. Uh when I went to high school, there was only one computer in the entire town. My dad owned it. It took up a, he had to expand his office, and it took, could add, subtract, multiply, divide, and sort, and that was it. But when my youngest brother was in high school, they had finally switched to using IBM cards to register for classes, and you, they'd have one for each chair in the class, and when the cards were gone, then you couldn't sign up for that class. And if my brother or his friends wanted to get into a class that was already full, they would go find a kid who had one of the cards, and then they'd go to my dad's office and just run off a copy of it because they were the big IBM cards. And then they'd show up in class, well, I've got mine. And the teacher said, well, we're one chair short, but I guess we'll find a desk somewhere, you know. So that, that's the way it was back in the day. Are, are you saying we should revert back to that? <laughs> uh, 
No, not <laughs> not really. But okay. But but but, but that, that was the earliest cheating I knew using mm. a computer, and it wasn't actually cheating on the test. It was cheating to sign up for class and beat the registration system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as using technology to cheat on a test. Uh, now, if you're calling from Nampa, the allegation, uh, Jerry, is that part of your tax dollars are going to pay for laptops for kids that can't afford laptops, uh, for classes that demand a certain tablet or laptop, whatever the case might be. Wi-Fi costs money, computers cost money, everything costs money. Um, the, how do you feel that they're possibly just cheating on tests? It's not that we want them to test well. We want them to pass the test. We want them to prove they have a mastery of the subject, not a mastery of finding mm-hmm. the answer. My take on it is they allowed way too much electronics in the classroom. I had a, a junior and a senior in the Ontario school system, and they both needed a grafting calculator, a different model for uh-huh. each year. Uh-huh. And I thought that was absolutely ridiculous. I had just graduated a couple years prior in computer science in college, and we were not even allowed to use a grafting calculator. Did it with a ruler, a compass, and a protractor. I I, I think they should not be able... Well, my youngest kid had the last teacher in the Ontario school system who taught multiplication, and it was her last year teaching. The ironic part about everything that Jerry is saying, and Jerry got to hit a break here, is that the test scores back in the day mm-hmm. were high. Yeah, <laughs> all the technology has done to help us, well, to enable us, hasn't really helped us master it. We just have a nicer looking graph. If if it's learn or fail, uh, you probably should learn. Right. But when teaching the mastery, do I know everything? No. Chris, no offense, man. You know a lot. I could turn your computer off and you would know a lot more than I could find uh, within keystrokes. Oh, thank you. However, not everyone's built like you. So well, Good thing, or we'd need new floors. W- without the World Wide Web, I would go, oh, take your word for it. <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know a single human being that doesn't Google it, that doesn't look it up. That doesn't access Wikipedia. It shouldn't be your only source of knowledge, but people use it as yeah. a first-hand, as a first-hand go. Well, and that's that to me is the most fun thing about the internet is we used to ask questions and go, I guess we'll never know the answer to that. Right. No, you will because I can look it up in about thirty seconds. We talk about random stuff because I saw a news story about uh, Amazon using different robots to uh, move things around, and, and they're really low to the ground. And I was like, wow, those look like a lot, a lot like those uh, mechanical spiders from. Um, oh shoot! What was that movie? <laughs> what was that movie? That movie with Tom Selleck and Gene Simmons. What was that movie? Now hold on a second. You actually had to Google it, which I was surprised of. But well, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't think of the name of it. Yeah. I guarantee you somebody is Googling it right now because they know which movie I'm talking about, but they can't think of the name either. Do you need to know it? I will say it again. I remember it from the first time you said okay. it. Okay. And I'm going to go watch it tonight. For anybody who doesn't know, the movie's called Runaway. That and, movie and features... It came, out, it came out in 1984. It was actually... Did you know that was directed by Michael Crichton? No. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. Which you wouldn't have known had yeah. you not Googled it. The guy who wrote Jurassic Park? Yeah. 
But you wouldn't have known that off the top of your head. You 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 Googled it. Which what, is what, what a lot what of kids are he, doing. That he directed it? Right. You're right. <laughs> I knew he wrote Jurassic Park. But when you're when you're quizzing a kid or examining a kid on how much their knowledge is of history, mm-hmm. you want them to know history. Anybody can Google it. A six year old can Google it if you ask him the question. That doesn't mean they know it. 208-336-3700. By the way, if you want to win Brian Adams tickets before you can buy them, you have 13 minutes. 13 minutes to text the word Adams to 208-336-3700. More next. For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. If you did any music in the 80s, early to 90s, mid 90s, and you wanted a girl to what sing? Oh, that's not what. Never mind. Go ahead. I can't play the piano, but I learned this song. I can't. I can play chopsticks and this, <laughs> and that's it. Because French horn players don't get the chicks. So, <laughs> also, kind of depends uh, on how French they are. But never mind. Well, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I'm gonna. I'm in for a world of hurt later on. More than likely. Mm-hmm. Now I want to go. Now I want to go watch. Uh, oh, do you remember the movie? Do you remember oh, the movie yeah. that this was in? Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Thank you. I'm picturing uh, what Kevin Costner. Uh, you know the the the, uh, the tree that the the kid was in. Yeah. Uh, somebody chopped that down. Did you know that? No. It was a, a, an incredibly historic. It was right there at Hadrian's Wall. Huh. Uh, and in in the movie, the the kid climbs the tree, and then the sheriff of Nottingham is after him, and uh, of course they're thwarted by Robin Hood. By the way, Played the reason we're playing Costner. this isn't just so we could talk about the movie, which no. now I now I have to watch that no, one too. Never, right yeah. after I watch Runaway, uh, Brian Adams but, is coming to town. But yeah, there, there were like a couple of uh, British guys that just went up and unceremoniously cut down that tree, and people are mad. And the movie wasn't that bad. <laughs> Brian Adams well, coming we, to town on Tuesday, it. January twenty third, Nampa Ford Idaho Center. You can win these tickets before you can buy them. Just text. Adams, you have seven, six minutes to text Adams to 208-336-3700 if you want Brian Adams tickets. Randy, Randy, what do you teach? Uh, math. Oh. Nobody ever cheats on math tests. Nobody. Right. Nobody. Nobody. Well, that is not a geometry, relief. not trig, not calculus, never. Not no. mechanical drawing, none of it. Not algebra. No. Uh, no, no. Yeah, I used to uh, I used to work in the one of the local school districts, and uh, uh, and I worked with calculus students, and and I was a substitute, and so I talked to students. And they were just you know using the, their uh, phones to answer the questions because you can put the problem in there, and they give you a step by step how to do it. And I says, well, isn't that cheating? No, it's just homework. Well, isn't half your grade homework? Yeah, but it's just homework, so it's not cheating. So that was kind of interesting. Smart kids taking calculus who knew how to do it, yet they just felt they needed to do this to get 
you know, so they didn't have to work as hard. I don't know. Uh, can teachers a, not do anything to catch students cheating, or can they not do enough? Are they not able to stay ahead of the technical curve? i got about 30 seconds left, by the way. Teachers are punished for catching kids cheating because all of a sudden the teachers have, it's incumbent upon the teachers to make sure the student retakes the test. They have to prepare the test. They have to do all the extra effort to have a kid take the same test over. Uh, so, yeah, the teachers are punished if they catch. Why did, wait, wait, they get to take it over? They don't just flunk it? I mean, my friends who got caught cheating on tests flunked it immediately. <laughs> Not me. Them. You got five minutes, less than five minutes left to text Adams.